you only think you liked that movie. Don't worry, we'll set you straight. You're listening to The Fellas. I like that music, man. That puts me in a that me where did you find that? That's perfect. I want that as a, a permanent staple on our rotation. Okay. I, I like that. Yeah, I like that one too. It's feel good. Yeah, it is feel good. You know what it remind me of? Peanuts. Oh, yeah, it does remind me. You can't me imagine peanuts. like Charlie Brown dancing around to that music right before life kicks him right in the dick. Yeah, but you know what? If you take things out of its time when they were created, I don't think peanuts would be created in today's time. Yeah, yeah. They would they would fuck it up. That would be a, considered a passion project. Which by, is it would be a passion project, but I would like it. Yeah. That's the problem with Hollywood. They don't want to take any fucking chance. And I think all that lends into why I'm feeling so good. Yeah. This fucking movie we saw. Remember when we started this? Yeah. We were really into it. We were really having fun. This was a passion project. And we used to watch and review all these, what I guess I would call art house type movies. Yeah. It was always movies that never really got into the theaters. Just this random, obscure shit. Yeah. And either they were phenomenal or they were absolute dog shit. Yeah. The dog shit part was but, mostly more of them than. Right. But either way. They were passionate, and we enjoyed reviewing them. And I'm sitting there asking myself, man, why don't we do that shit no more? And I remembered, we oh. actually got fans. Oh. So you got to, re- oh, guess what? Hollywood just vomited out this shit. We got to review this. I don't want to fucking review that. I wouldn't spend good fucking money to see that. Oh, well, you know, that's what the people are watching. We got to stay relevant. We got to stay with the times, man. We got to give what the people want. But sometimes everybody's giving what the people want. No one's giving them what they really need to see. Well, it's not about giving people what they want. You're for feeding people basically shit on two pieces of white bread yeah and you're telling them that no this don't taste like shit just because it's shit that's you that thinks that no here let me give you some more and they keep force feeding it to you until eventually you just convince yourself oh it's not shit so the next time you get some shit and this time instead of white bread it's on wheat bread oh you're like wow holy shit this is gonna win an oscar this is great but no it's shit it's shit because we've been conditioned to believe it's shit and all the independent sort of art house stuff doesn't get any advertisements doesn't get any airplay never makes it in the theater nothing got any airtime in the theater considering that no. it was released around the same time that avengers no, infinity war it, was it, released it didn't don't worry folks we know we haven't told you what it is we're getting there when i first saw the trailer of this i was like god damn this looks original very quirky it just had star power out the ass and when i say star power i mean fucking actors yes i don't mean oh shit arnold schwarzenegger and Ving Rhames? Oh, this is gonna be dope. No, I mean people who can actually, like real thespians. Fucking Ed Norton. Fucking Bill Murray. Jeff Goldblum. Just just out the ass. All this star power. And then I saw who the director was, and I was like, yeah, of course. Everybody wants... Well, usually he gets the same people because they always want to do his work. Because he does excellent movies, but the thing is, what he does is for such a niche audience, Yeah, I kind of feel is not fair to say he does he, every movie he makes is awesome i just think every movie that he makes is awesome this is the great wes anderson yeah wes anderson's brain when he dies needs to be put in the fucking museum because this is what hollywood used to fucking be i have a story that i want to put out now it's all marketing research and what do people like uh oh people used to collect these dolls back in the 60s and 70s okay so we're gonna make this movie and we're just gonna make the movie the name of those dolls 
And at some point, we'll show somebody holding one as a shout out. Now, what genre <laughs> do people like? Oh, comedies don't work these days, but action's really big and people love lightsabers. Okay, so we're going to make an action thing. Yeah. And for some reason, we're going to have people with laser swords. Can't call it lightsabers. Copyright. Oh. We'll have people with laser swords. We'll give it the name, the, the movie, we'll give it the name of these dolls yeah. that a bunch of people know about from the, the past. Yeah. And at some point, we'll maybe show one of those things on the screen. Okay. All right. So what's the plot going to be? Who fucking cares? Whatever. You got until noon tomorrow. Just put some shit out. Shit we'll, blows up. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be fine for it. Uh, put Michael Bay in there. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. That's that's all movies are now. It's all done by committee and it's all horseshit. Or just movies that just have Tom Cruise in it and that's it. Yeah. Tom Cruise screaming at the camera and running for some reason. And then from one scene to the next, you would swear he's like five inches taller. Yeah. Like, wasn't he shorter in that last scene? No. The one the scene where the scene where he was standing still, I would swear he was five inches taller, but now that he's running, he looks really short. Is yeah, that my eyes? I don't understand. Yeah, and he's and he's fighting toe to toe with a six foot guy and you know like, I don't know is, if he's Standing on blocks. Shit. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck like, is he the doing? What the fuck's going on? I was just hearing you complain consistently about that damn Mission Impossible trailer. That shit was playing in every fucking movie we saw this year. Mission Impossible. And it, and Mission that, Impossible. And at that point, I was so goddamn over Mission Impossible. That whole fucking movie franchise is just nothing but fucking Tom Cruise sitting in front of a mirror beating himself off until he passes out. That's all that fucking franchise well, is. Well, Vin Rames don't look like he was in acting shape. That Vin motherfucker Rames, was in Vin Rains needs a fucking paycheck. Okay, fuck that. He's gonna sit there. I swear, in every one of those fucking movies, Ethan, that's not what we do. I'm like, motherfucker, didn't he say the same thing in the last one? Look, let's he- cut this guy's strap and throw him out the plane because he killed my girlfriend. Ethan, that's not what we do. He- now look at the trailer for this next one. Ethan, that's not He's- what we do. That's a, I guess I'm supposed to be the audience now. So, yeah. okay, I don't know what, what the fuck's going on. So, <laughs> what we saw, and I was very excited to see this, we saw Isle of Dogs, the latest creation and in the Wes Anderson and as I was saying before Wes Anderson to me a lot of people say his shit is pretentious and only pretentious artsy douchebags like to watch his movie and I will tell you right now I don't like pretentious artsy douchebag movies because I will watch them and be like what the fuck was that about I think the last pretentious artsy movie was that one with Jennifer Lawrence and she was supposed to be crazy mother Oh, that's the, pretentious. The shit, the shit that was supposed to be biblical or yeah, something. Yeah, it's yeah. Some, some bullshit. Yeah. All of his movies are, they have a style. All of his movies have that quirky, like a child's imagination style with an adult narrating. Here's my thing. To me, all of Wes Anderson's movies are about the world, the way kids think they work. Yes. It's funny because the people in it, the way they're acting, it's like, this is not normal. Yeah. You people are not fucking normal. But because everyone's doing it with a straight face, no one's acknowledging the silliness of it. Once the movie acknowledges that it itself is silly and it's a silly premise, then you don't really have to care about anything. Yeah. But when I see someone who just takes his job as a Boy Scout leader, for example, so serious yeah. that he's going to have his scouts do a search mission, going to check bear tracks. I'm going to find this hair and taste it. This dog is in heat. 
it's going in that direction. With me, men, and all the boys are going to go with them because they all take it serious. Yes. I'm going to sit there and, and like laugh my ass off because they're not, oh, at some point, he's going to jack off a horse and get semen in the face. Ha, ha, ha. No, that, that's fucking stupid. I don't care how serious you take your job. You're not going to get a horse to blast semen in your face for some reason. That's a movie not taking itself serious. Yeah. But it's like everyone takes what they do serious so that even though you're laughing at it, you're invested to see how it turns out that's the whole thing all of his movies are about people that take what they do way too serious to the point where it's an obsession and that's the great thing about wes anderson all his movies aren't really the same at all you know what can we go off on a tangent right yeah you put up a list of wes anderson movies yeah i mean he does a lot of shorts just writes great content so i can see so i can go through it okay so we got this one isle of dogs watched it then we got the grand budapest hotel it was a great movie i watched it i loved it honestly it's the sort of movie i would never say that i love but the way they kind of told the story yeah was just so it's like this is some european country where they just got nothing going on so the guy sort of took his job so serious yeah and his protege took his job so serious mostly because the other guy took his serious i i could believe it then you got freaking um moonrise kingdom moonrise kingdom that's the one with the boy scouts i think i like that one a bit more than the budapest hotel yeah even though the humor in that one was a little bit more dry but it's kind of like when freaking bill murray was in there with his wife and the thing is they're both lawyers and the daughter (laughs) like ran away and they didn't notice because they're so wrapped up in her own shit and the mother is like do you know where your daughter is right now and the guy's like well that's a loaded question i'm not gonna answer that (laughs) (laughs) it's like what what is wrong with you people Then the Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I, I did see I at some point yet. later. That's actually really good. I really like that one. Then, of course, my personal favorite, I think, of all time, all time, Wes Anderson wrote, that in my lifetime, there have only been two movies that are not like horror movies or something, two movies that made me cry. One of them, when I was a kid, The Brave Little Toaster. I'm sure if I see it now, <laughs> I'm prepared. No, dude. The Brave Little the- Toaster. Dude, when those cars are singing about how they were had such great lives and people loved them and they were in their prime and now they're useless. And after each one finishes telling their story, they get crushed by the fucking machine because people threw them away. And they were telling this young toaster, so full of life, so full of happiness. This is going to happen to you. You're going to be useless. Your master left you. He doesn't care. Oh, no shit. one cares about you. You're old news. And you're going <laughs> to die just like us. And it was so sad. Oh, man. I need and he to was see watching them sing about about how happy they made their owners and this and that and the crushing machines is crushing them. Oh man, that's that fucking bad. killed me a little inside <laughs> as a kid, man. Watch the Brave Little Okay, I, I will watch the Brave I Little want, I'm serious. That made me cry. And the only other one that made me cry. Well, the tear came out, but I sucked it up, sort of like in that movie, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh, I that, was, that the, movie's good. I sucked the tear back up, but the tear was there, so it counts. Oh, shit. The Life Aquatic with Steve Sassu. That movie's awesome. That movie's awesome. So you've awesome. seen that? Yes, 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 yes. And I should have known that that was a West, but that was before I started paying attention to Wes Anderson. Yes. The Life Aquatic. If I were seeing that for the first time right now, I want that inside of me. I have it on Blu-ray. That has a huge cult following. Most of his movies Hell have yes. a huge Great. The thing is, it's just a story about a person past his prime seeking redemption. And then once he does this one thing that's supposed to put him back in his prime, you sit there and you have time to reflect and you look at everything you
you lost yeah. to get this one moment back. And now that you've stopped to reflect on it, you realize it's not worth it. And you're never getting that back. It's gone. You're looking back and now you know it's not worth it and you're never going to get it again. So your victory is very bittersweet. And that whole thing touched me so much. It was the scene where he went down and he finally saw the shark. Yeah. And the shark swimming around. He's just looking at it and then he just puts his head down and he just completely loses it and starts like crying and choking up. And he's so not used to showing emotion, he doesn't know how to cry properly. He's just <laughs> bawling. And I sat there and I started welling up. It's like you you lost the only real fan that should have mattered, your own flesh and blood. You threw him aside to get the fame that you used to have in your heyday. And now you have the potential to get that fame and you look at what you lost. You know what? You had nothing and this person still loved you unconditionally. You fucking threw that away. And now you think about that. You're trying to buy back some love that you were given by someone else just unconditionally. I want you to think about that. And he just fucking sat there and started crying because he awesome. really thought of it. That, that really, really touched me. So Life Aquatic with Steve Zassou. He did the Royal Tenenbaums, another good one. I mean, I have not seen, I've seen the Royal Tenenbaums, but I have not seen Rushmore. It's the only one that Bill Murray's in that I actually haven't seen. You should. You should. It's good. Jesus Christ, he made this? There's a short video video i'm gonna dox myself a little bit for a while i used to work uh, at american express one of the, the plebes walking around in a shirt and tie and uh as part of our orientation they had a video and apparently that video was done by wes anderson <laughs> it's called american express my life my card i actually remember this shit yeah that's uh lord <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm embarrassed to mention that. But anyway, so we, we saw Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. And once again, Wes Anderson knocked it out of the park. Yes. For a movie to be really original and people online still shit on it for nothing whatsoever. Oh, you want to get into that? Yeah, let's get into that real okay. quick. Here's where I knew I had to watch this movie. Normally, the millennial SJW types, they love the Wes Anderson shit because most people who go to the movies and they order their, their popcorn and their corn syrup and they go and they watch some shit blow up. They don't like the sort of sophisticated things, you know, like these artsy movies. So the SJWs love those movies yeah. because it means we're not them. Well, I read an article in which uh, an SJW was just shitting all over the movie. Movie because this is before it came out. You see, the plot of Isle of Dogs is this boy goes to an island that only has dogs. It's right off the coast of Japan. And you're basically supposed to see everything from the dog's point of view. Yeah. So all the people, when they're speaking Japanese, nothing is subtitled. Because really, you're not supposed to understand what they're saying. Yeah. Remember, you're, you're there for the dogs. So if the dog doesn't know what he's saying when he talks, you're not going to know what he's saying. Yeah, unless you're Japanese. Unless you're Japanese. And of course, you know, all the dogs are speaking English so we can understand. Okay, so this douchebag goes on a rant because it's showing cultural appropriation because those dogs should have been speaking Japanese. What the fuck are you talking about? So this is a movie that's about Japanese people. It's about the Japanese islands and continents and the Japanese culture, but the people that we're supposed to have a bond with are speaking a language with no subtitles, so we're alienated from them. And the only people that we can bond with are these dogs because they're speaking the white man's language. They're speaking English and more importantly, all the actors are white. They're white. They're white actors playing in a Japanese movie. <laughs> now, it's, 
It's not predominantly Japanese. It's, it's set in Japan. Yeah, but still. Or I, I mean, should say off the coast of Japan. I'm sure Japanese people make movies about themselves in America and their characters speaking Japanese because it's for their audience. I wouldn't be surprised at all, but that's not what bothers me. Who fucking cares? I, I, I know. That's what, like, you're shitting on a good movie over some dumb fucking semantics that nobody cares about. If that's the case, you should have no subtitles in movies. That's right. You should have no subtitles. Uh, no movie should be whatever actors you have should just speak their native language and leave it at that. And that's it. Or even better, we shouldn't be allowed to watch any Japanese movies. And American movies should only be about white people in America. Otherwise, you're appropriating culture. No blacks. Yep. No Latinos. Yep. Just nothing but white American people. Oh, well, black people won't have any movies. Well, that's not a problem. Just get some of those those award-winning black directors and those award-winning black-owned special effects companies and that one particular black film industry and make your own fucking movie. How about that? Or, this is controversial, you can sit down and watch a movie and shut the fuck up. How about that? That's true. How about one of those two? How about about we do one of those two? Isn't every other culture appropriating our culture for making movies in the first place? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We created that theme of moving pictures. Oh, yeah. So everybody's appropriating our culture. Look look at anime. Anime was copied off of the American Disney style of animation with the big eyes. Yeah. Isn't that cultural appropriation? Yeah. I think that's Uh, cultural appropriation. I guess people are idiots. The modern day assembly line in Japan. They learned to do that because we absolutely ass fucked their economy and their nation after World War II and said, here, you guys are backwards. Build your shit this way so you can get your economy back up. Here's an assembly line. Here's how it works. Cultural appropriation. We should take that shit back. Make them go back to doing shit by hand. This is where people are just a bunch of idiots, man, these days. I didn't know a cultural appropriation was a fucking thing until people were saying, yo, cultural. Like, what the fuck is that? Cultural appropriation is made up by people who want a virtue signal that's all it is i think it's about people that have too much fucking time on their hands no no it's it's well yes they do have too much time on their hands but it's it's the act of virtue signaling i care so much about your culture clearly you can't speak up on your own behalf because you know what do you know you're from that backwards ass culture so i as as a westerner i'm gonna step up and defend your honor for you because only my opinion matters not yours only my opinion matters oh. and people will see me as a hero for standing up with your culture when in actuality i don't know shit about your culture oh well i don't know the first fucking thing you want an example remember that movie uh ghost in the shell with scarlett johansson oh yeah yeah i remember that i remember someone gave an interview to the guy who made the manga say hey how do you feel about uh about scarlett johansson playing the colonel he's like scarlett johansson she's beautiful I think it's great. When they put her in costume, she looks just like her. It's wonderful. And she's a great actress. It's perfect. So, oh, yeah. There's where well, there's some controversy about a Caucasian woman playing this character. And the guy's like, okay, that's that's news to me. I don't understand why there would be, you know, controversy. controversy. He's like, oh, they're just saying, you know, a white woman playing a Japanese character. And he's like, that character's not Japanese. She's like, what? Yeah, that, that character is, she immigrated to Japan. She was one of a bunch of immigrants. She's actually from Europe. Oh, so, well. Well, yeah, when we do manga, we draw everyone like that. Everybody looks like that. So you really can't tell what, what race or nationality someone is. But she she's not Japanese. And one was like, oh, okay. So um, anyway, let's look at this. It's like, all right. So, you know, yeah, you know, you, you're protecting my culture on some shit that you didn't even bother to fucking research before throwing around accusations. I know. You're just doing it so you feel good. That's the point. Yeah, we, we waylaid it a bit. But yeah, that, that's the point I was trying to make. So when they threw the cultural appropriation shit at this i was like i I gotta watch it now yeah i 
got to watch it now and i'm damn glad i did so let me go into the uh the plot real quick fucking took me long enough but this is what happens folks when you see something that you actually like yeah this this is what happens yeah it was a long build-up too actually, long. actually too long build-up but don't worry don't worry it's okay it's okay it's, it, it's yeah it's a talk but, show yeah exactly so this is uh what i can only describe it's part of a trope called the uh the boy and his dog trope basically boy loves his dog boy gets separated from dog boy goes on a journey to retrieve dog because they're best friends yeah and it doesn't always have to be a boy and his dog it can be a a, a mother and his child a guy and his friend yeah you know technically taken can almost be considered a boy and his dog story but basically you're you're going back to find the thing that you love and this is the adventure and the growth that you have along the way the idea is that there's something called is it the dog flu yes the dog flu and because it disorientates the dog and then the dog can't see so he kind of reacts differently and becomes very stinky yeah pretty much pretty much like you know a step below the age for dogs i guess Mm -hmm. it just makes the dog unbearable to be around well eventually the dog will die yes eventually the dog will die and the thing is people are worried that this sickness will spread to the humans yeah so the mayor says hey here's what we're gonna do we're gonna take all the dogs send them over to this island where we dump all of our garbage and then we're gonna leave them there and i'm sitting here waiting like okay and then all right so here's someone to argue against that and like i'm assuming there's something i'm missing yeah, in between. yeah i know i know respect respect because because <laughs> remember whenever they're talking japanese there are no subtitles there were scenes where they had a translator speaking for yes. like a separate audience yeah Yes. But, and you kind of get it from what the translator is saying. You get the gist of really what's going on yeah. without not knowing what's really Because the translator is like one second behind him because she has to listen to what he says. So he's like, yeah, I'm just going to snatch up all the dogs and dump them on this island. All right. And then there's this scientist who's running against the mayor who says, hey, I can get a cure. Just give me like a couple months. I can get a cure. We can make this happen. And everyone's like, no, fuck off. We don't care about that. So the mayor, to show that he's a man of the people, you know, to show that he's one of them that he will suffer with them he takes the household pet no i'm sorry the security the security dog the security dog for his son i'm sorry his ward his nephew yeah yeah he he adopts his nephew but he takes the security dog for his nephew says hey he will be the first one that we send over to this island so i can show you that i'm willing to sacrifice as well and he just takes the dog over to the island they got like a zip line they zip him over there and they literally fucking just drop the cage there i was about to say it's like who's gonna open the fucking cage yeah i I thought it was a little bit more involved in it again i thought there's a problem in translation like you're just gonna send the dog over there and, and then leave it. yeah i was just kind of saying this was quite an elaborate plan just to fucking get rid of dogs i thought it was i thought the island was just to like quarantine the dogs and we're gonna send them food and whatnot no. and this, we'll, we'll drop some dog toys so pretty much a something. death sentence <laughs> yeah it's a death sentence like well maybe he'll starve maybe i don't know he'll try to swim and drown i, I don't know out of sight out of mind not a yeah. problem and he was like god damn dude really <laughs> so they what they do is they drop the dog over there the mayor's son how 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 long was it after that was it like, it, like six months no it was like a was few it, years it was a few years 
Really? Yeah, I think no, no. It, I could sometime later. Sometime later. So, I, I, I sometime can't. I can't remember. The mayor's son actually. This could actually builds a plane like a yeah, zero little, fighter yeah. to go over there to find his dog and when he gets there he can't see the dog but there are some dogs that are already there uh, a pack of five dogs and they're like hey you know they were all all of them except one were domesticated and because they were domesticated they still love humans they still want to protect humans yes they still want to be held by humans and they're like look there's a fucking kid man kids here by himself he's looking for a dog named spot yeah we got to help him find this dog, man. We can't have this kid running around here. It might get hurt. Let's help him find this dog. So it's it's a whole thing. Yeah. We're there going with him to help him find his dog. But the whole thing is, and this is where the real crux of the story comes in. These guys, oh, sorry, guys, He's these done. dogs themselves are such a motley crew. They each have their own personality. And then, of course, you have the one dog That's- who's always been astray all of his life. Like, yeah. I don't need people. I don't need love. I'm always on my own. Man, I love to. I love to fight. I love to get into fights. Anyone who loves me, I yeah. push him away. I bite. I, him. I bite the shit out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who tries to love me, I just bite the shit out of him because he's pushing him away. Yeah. He doesn't want the danger of having someone emotionally connected to him. Yeah. He doesn't want to do that. So he's always like the James Dean rebel type. I can't go anymore without giving spoilers. Yeah. So yeah. what we're gonna do? Let's go over the. Uh, I don't think we should give cast. spoilers for this movie you, because yeah, bro, it, it, you have to. I mean, this is not too much. Not too much. Because all right, we'll, we'll, we'll pull back a, a bit. It's such a movie of discovery. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. You know what? I I think we can probably do it spoiler free. I just damn it. I really want you guys to watch. This. Yeah, yeah. This you is have a really, to watch. It is a really good movie. But first of all, let's go over the star power. Now, every single one of these people I consider to be A plus actors. Every yeah. single one of them. They don't really need to work. Honestly, that's why they did this. They love this. They love every it. single one of these people. I'm sure they read the script. And like a quarter of the way through, they probably just toss it down. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Because anyone would just read it. I bet the first four pages, he was like, what the fuck? What? This is insane. You can't be serious. Get the fuck out of here. And he just kept reading, kept reading, kept reading. Chuckle, chuckle, keep reading. And you're like, I'm in. Yeah. And I can guarantee you what's going through the the mindset. Is there reading that script? What sort of person am I going to make this dog? Yeah. Especially my boy Brian Cranston ate that shit up. Heisenberg up in the house. And the thing is... I'm sure they didn't have any kind of uh, visuals. I, I'm sure when they're reading the script, it's like they're a bunch of dogs on the island and they're like, okay, what the fuck is this shit going to look like? And they know the mind how Wes Anderson works, so they know this is going to be pretty damn funny. Yeah. Just watching it, the style is very different from everything else that you've seen done in the movies. I mean, that everything is kind of like Asian, claymation. claymation, but not like Kabuto, like it's but different when, style. whenever you have something viewed on a TV, it's kind of animated, animated. but it's not anime. Yeah. It doesn't look like anime. Yeah. But it definitely looks animated. So if you're looking at something on a TV screen. Yeah. But instead of it being claymation, it's definitely animated. Yeah. So you got Brian Cranston as chief. He's the stray. So you see he's chief. He got like like patches of his fur missing. It, one eye is like red because it's infected. He's got like a bite in his ear. And he's just like brutal in a fight. He's like ripping off ears and shit. He- He's one dog you don't want to get close to. He just looks fucked up. Yeah, he looks like if I were walking in the street and I saw that dog. I feel bad for him, but I wouldn't get close. Yeah, I feel bad for him, but I would cross the street. And if I see him growl at anyone, I would stop what I'm doing and and call uh, animal control. Like, yo, we got, there's a dog. You know he's going to bark at you, man. Well, 
That's I know that can't be helped. That's why I said if he barks at anyone else. Yeah. You see that white girl right there? He barked at that white girl. Oh. You know, some get animal control. (laughs) But he looks like a dog on the verge of being put down. And of course he does have the sickness. They they show him like coughing, you know, because he has a sickness. And I I love the fact that the other dogs are please excuse my friend, he's sick. (laughs) (laughs) Always doing that. Then you got uh my favorite character, Ed Norton. He uh, plays as Rex. He's the introductory kind of dog character that you're Yeah, he was telling the story. And man, he does a great job getting you into the world real quick. The thing is his character as a dog acts like such a down-to-earth individual. Yeah. There's a scene at the beginning. This is in the trailer. This ain't no spoilers. Yeah. Where they just toss some garbage on the island. It's a bag of trash. Five dogs come up to it. And you see these five guys come up to it. And you see they're getting ready to get into it. And Ed Norton's like, whoa, whoa, guys, 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 look, I tell you what. Instead of us, like, ripping each other apart, clawing at each other, fighting over this... This may be worthless, okay? How about we just open the thing up to even see if any of this is worth it? Yeah, worth fighting for. Yeah, yeah. and they all look at each other. Okay, and they open it up, and it's like rotted apples, banana peels, maggots all over it. And then Chief is like, yeah, this is worth it. All right, yeah. And they all jump in there and start (laughs) fighting each other. I love the way they were fighting because it's it's like a cloud fight. It's like a cloud fighting uh, style. The old Western style cartoon get into a fight. There's a cloud with limbs and fists poking out of it. That shit was fucking entertaining to watch. Because if you were actually really paying attention to one part of the cloud, there's actually things that are really going on. Mm -hmm. But if you look at another part of the cloud, there's another character doing something else. Yeah. But it's so freaking funny. Like, if you're just not paying attention to it, it's still entertaining. Yeah, I mean, when I saw that first fight, I started laughing. Uh, like, yeah, are you uh, fucking serious? <laughs> they showed the fucking cloud. That shit was awesome. Until they zoomed in, and I was like, oh, oh. That's pretty bad. That's a bad fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa, that's, that's pretty rough. So, then you have um, Bob Balaban playing as King. Now, King, I keep forgetting which one he He's was. He's that brown, ugly-looking dog. Like the brown-looking mutt? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't really do or say much, but that's fine. He he got the job done. Uh, then you have Boss played by Bill Murray. Man, these he are must all have the disguised usual... his voice. He did. I was like, he what did. the hell? Is, where, where's Bill Murray? Because he made it a bit deeper. Also, Boss wasn't talking that much. Yeah. Boss was the uh, the mascot, yeah. right? Yeah, he was the mascot of a high school baseball team. And he's still wearing his little mascot outfit that they knitted for him. A nice little baseball sweater. Got the tag Boss on there. I'm like, this is fucking heartbreaking, <laughs> man. These dogs, they never stop loving their master. They didn't become I'm like, man, fuck all humans. Humans tossed us in here and this and that. All they cared about with all of them being stuck there is I wonder how my master is. I, yeah. I hope he's okay. Yeah. You know, he cries at night when I'm not there. I'm worried about him. And he's like, man, the baseball team, they need me. I'm their lucky mascot. You know, they're going to have a losing streak. And I wish I could just see their games to see how they're doing. It's like, God damn, dude. Then, of course, you have Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Just, just Jeff Goldblooming the shit out of this. Yeah. He had the, I think he had the most lines besides Rex and Chief. He was, he yeah, just Rex had, had really interesting Rex notes. Rex had the most, then comes Chief, and then Duke. But the only time you really heard Duke, which was funny, yeah. Duke is like like the rumor mill. You know, I heard this person's doing this and that, whatever. And Chief was like, really? Where, where, you, where, where do you hear this from? <laughs> There's no one else on the island where you keep hearing this stuff. Right? You know, dogs talk. <laughs> what dogs? Who the fuck are you talking you to? You and us, you only man. hang out with us. Yeah. 
radio, and half of the stuff he hears is bullshit, but half of it is true. It's like true, yeah. Like, he had information on the Oracle and the cannibals and this and that, but I want to talk about them, yeah. and I want to spoil it. As the show goes on, when the boy uh, does come there, it's the interactions with him and the dogs are so great, because the dogs are talking, and the boy just comes like, yo, me go, no, 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 no. It's like, what the fuck is he saying? I don't know. Yeah. Any, any of you guys get that? None of us speak him. Yeah, and it's pretty funny, because... The only word that he would say, sit. Uh, oh, I, 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 I got that. I got that. And you as the audience <laughs> member, you would hear all this Japanese, I don't talk on you, don't sit. And like, oh, yeah, 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 I got that. I got that. And the dogs would sit. <laughs> The dogs are like, oh, okay, I, I got this. So, so you're you're in on it. Uh, you know, oddly enough, I will also say because they got Scarlett Johansson's in here as well, and she did a suitable dog. I mean, it looks she like they're probably few re- lines. Yeah, yeah, it looked like she was there for like a day, and then I think Scarlett Johansson just wanted to do it because I don't think she's ever done voice acting, and this just seemed no, interesting. she has, she has, she has, yeah, she's. I can't remember, but I know she's done voice acting before. I think maybe she looked at the script and was just like, yeah, I want to be in there. Wait, wait, Ed Norton's in there? And Brian Cranston? Yoko and Ono? Bill Murray? Yoko Ono's in this bitch? Wait, Yoko Ono was in there? Oh, shit. That insane broad, Yoko Ono. She was the freaking scientist lady? Yeah. Oh, my God. Man, who else is in this fucking thing? Hold on. I'm shocked. This is ridiculous. I am I am uh, very much. Wait, Ken Watanabe was the fucking head surgeon. Oh, Get he barely fuck. said anything. Yeah, he had like two lines. Why the fuck are you going to put Ken Watanabe in there for just two fucking lines? Oh, yeah. shit, Harvey Keitel was in there. Yeah, I mean, the amount of people that were in this movie. Yeah, these are some good name uh, people in here. Yeah, I'm oh. sure these guys didn't get did this for like next to nothing. They just wanted to be a part of the project. Man, Maybe Shriver's some... in this fucking movie? <laughs> what the hell? Which is... Yeah, he was Spot. He was the dog that the boy was looking for. Yeah, yeah, spot. yeah. It's like, yeah, but you put him in the midst of everybody else in the and top he, yeah. five. And like, yo, what? And you don't even notice I didn't it. even know who he was. I was like, what the fuck? I need to watch this movie at some point. Goon, Last of the Enforcer. Oh, that shit's funny as fuck. Well, it's based on a comic book. I read the comic No, book. no, that shit's, that shit's good. I actually have that. All right, I'll take a look at it. I'm sick. It's really good. Look at this, man. What? This chick from Adam's Family, Angelica Hudson. Oh, ooh. She used to be Morticia, right? Yeah. Good Lord. Time has not been nice to her. (laughs) Oh, of course time hasn't been nice to her. She was born in 19-fucking-51? Why is she alive? Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, man. (laughs) Well, she still looks good for her age. She's in John Wick 3? That's crazy. Damn, she was the saddest dog in that movie, too. Oh. What they did that dog. Not going to give it away, though. <laughs> Not going to give it away. But uh, this cast is huge. It's, it's a who's who. Remind me. Okay, so Tracy Walker was the uh, albino girl, right? Yes. Don't know why. They have a foreign exchange student at the high school who is an American. She's a black girl. However, she's albino. So her skin is completely white and her hair is completely white. But she's got this afro, this black girl afro. And she's leading the resistance by being the head of this high school newspaper. Because whereas Japanese people aren't supposed to question authority, she questions everything. And she acts like the, the hard-nosed reporter. I'm going to get to the truth. I'm going to get to the truth. She's and like Lois Lane. Exactly. And while investigating the story of this boy who allegedly was kidnapped by dogs and dragged to the island, and she's investigating it, she's like, no, he stood up to his adopted father, the only man who's taking care of him. 
him. The only man that's allowing him to have his subsistence and also the most powerful man in the city. He's standing up to him to go and get back his dog because this law is wrong. And as she stops and realizes, oh shit, I'm falling in love with him. Oh, I just realized I'm in love with him now. Damn it. Because <laughs> there goes her objectivity. Yeah. But still, still, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't stop. She keeps going. There's a lot of funny interactions between, you know, her and the boy, but I can't get into it because yeah. I don't want to give away any of the jokes. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, let's away. not give away any of the jokes. Do you want to rate this, man? Realistically, I, I can't go any further yeah. without... You spoil it, then you're like, damn. I really want you to watch it and be surprised. It's kind of like the fifth element. Like, once you know Bruce Willis is a fucking ghost. It's like, oh. Uh, mm, the, mm. the half... half now, the- see, normally I wouldn't care because I'm like, fuck that movie. I'll, I'll spoil the shit out of it. But yeah. I, I, I won't do that for this one. Yeah. But I will say this, though. I will say every 10 to 15 minutes that you watch this, you're going to be saying to yourself, man, this is a good fucking movie. Yeah. I all like the way this. Through. It's quirky. It's quirky. It's, it's quirky, original. And, it, and it's fun. Thank you. Finally, a movie that's fun. Hollywood's not going to give you that. No. I don't consider Wes Anderson Hollywood. No, Hollywood wouldn't fund this. Oh, no. This was funded by his friends. And say, hey, look, you know, I need, I'm putting something together. What's that? Yeah, yeah, whatever you want. We'll put it together. It'll be fun. It'll be beautiful. You know what? a couple of Oscars. I bet you the majority of these people, they probably didn't even get paid. Seriously, you think Brian Cranston needs the money to do this? You think to be in something like this, either you're getting paid a shitload of money, and Wes Anderson knows damn sure he he's not going to get much backing for this. He can't be spending yeah. money everywhere. Yeah. Or you're going to look at this, and this is going to be a passion fucking project. Yeah. I bet you Brian Cranston because he's just sitting around with nothing to do. He wants to do something fun. Yeah. I bet you he was like, I'll do it for free. Ed Norton, yo, we've been through hell and back together. Yeah. I'm going to do this for free. Fucking uh, Bill Murray, we've been through hell and back together. Fucking Life Aquatic, he nearly got a fucking Oscar for that. It was after Life Aquatic and then Lost in Translation. Yeah. Those were the movies that kind of got him out of his funk. Yeah. And I think he even said in one interview, he was like, yeah, Life Aquatic in a lot of ways, I genuinely feel well. Wes Anderson made that movie and put me in that movie in the position that I was in because that was me. Because Lost in Translation, yeah. the jaded actor that he was who quote-unquote washed up, yeah. again, it's Bill Murray. Yeah. Fucking Life Aquatic. Steve Zazu, a washed up famous oceanographer. Bill Murray, your career is over and you're just longing for what was. Did you know that Bill Murray has a, uh, is touring the country doing some kind of uh, stand up story reading? He just randomly gets a book and reads and people pay to go see him. I've heard of that, but I didn't know Bill Murray was doing it, but I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, he, he does some kind of play. You don't know what you're going to expect, but it's fucking Bill Murray, man. And I, I would I would give him money for that. I would. I once heard that Bill Murray, what he used to do when he's out in public, there was one guy yeah. who said the story, and then Bill Murray later confirmed that, yeah, it's true, said one guy was like, Bill Murray went up behind him, tapped him on the shoulder, and he turned around, and he's like, oh, shit, are you, are you Bill Murray? And he wink, wiggles his finger at him, and the guy comes close. Bill Murray leans in, goes right to his ear, and says, no one will ever believe you. And he turned and walked <laughs> off. And he's like, I was like, what the fuck? And he called his friends like, yo, Bill Murray just was just here. And he whispered in my ear and like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, seriously, I saw Bill Murray. Because <laughs> you don't have a picture. It didn't happen. He's yeah. like, no one will ever believe you. <laughs> 
But oh man, let me let me. I uh, I'm gonna go off on the tangent. This is what you do to us, Wes yeah. Anderson. Yes, we can't even review this shit the proper way. Ah, uh, all movies should be like this. Thank you, Wes, for just yeah. making me feel good. Well, we'll feel guilty mm-hmm. spoiling it because yeah. it's that good. Yep. And what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start it off, and really before I even watched it, I had the feeling I was gonna give it a full price. But Wes Anderson constantly consistently giving me grade A meat, grade A meat, grade A meat, prime cut, cut out the fat, get to the lean. Wes Anderson's constantly giving me good shit. Yeah. And this, for such a simple premise, a boy searching for his dog, common movie premise, for him to put this awesome of a spin on it and have it touch me a little bit and have it so fucking funny and just, just good, man. I'm going to say I want this inside of me. Oh. I mean, the all the other stuff before, my first time seeing them, I would have said full price, full price, full price, full price. I'm like, you know what? When you're consistently putting out good shit, and even with me expecting your next shit to be good, yeah. and I watch it, and all I can think is, I gotta buy this shit on Blu-ray. Yeah, this is something Fucking, you gotta buy. Didn't you show me a while ago they have actually have the plushy dolls yes of the dogs i want that i'm gonna fucking buy it i want that i'm a grown fucking man buying plushies i'm gonna buy it <laughs> i'm gonna fucking buy it so no i want this inside of me good job wes anderson good fucking job for this i'm gonna give this a full 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 price so you're gonna give it a high full price yes okay that, that's a fair review i'm not gonna bust your balls don't there, worry no it, this movie's fun it's fun. It's so damn creative. I mean, and when was the last time you could say that? There's, I mean, the last creative movie that I saw was Dave Built the Maze. Oh yeah, that was a fun. That was yeah, a fun that was movie. a fun movie. That was the last fun movie. Yeah, honestly, with your character, do you think you'd survive on that island as a dog? Me? Yeah. Oh no, no. Well, well, I turned bitch like prison bitch in a heartbeat to survive. There's like no fucking food, man. I, I, I just don't know how you would survive on on this fucking island. Now, here's what's interesting. Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 89%. Yeah. Certified fresh, which doesn't surprise me because it's in, it's in, it's Wes Anderson. Yeah. It's some sort of an intellectual movie. So they're going to give it high. But the audience score, 88%. Genuinely, I'm genuinely surprised. Yeah, it's a great I think it should have been higher. Yeah, it should have been a little higher. But still. It's probably people were saying, oh, I couldn't understand it because without the subtitles. I'm no, sure you every, don't need, I believe you don't need everyone it, who watched it is probably the sort of audience we would be expecting to uh, to watch it. Our official score, I said I wanted inside of me. You said a very high full price. Whenever we're looking for that, I wanted inside of me. We're always going to err on the side of caution. So we'll go with a high full price for Isle of Dogs. We're never going to find one as good as this. Yeah, I, nah. I'm, I'm probably going to be pretty disappointed. Next yeah. Week, but we'll see. Don't forget to visit our website at g2ta.net and gottotalkaboutit.com. What's that music you like again? Hell yeah, man. Look at this. It's so happy. Could you imagine how much that fucking island would smell like shit? Mm-hmm. Well, the good news is, after being there for about an hour and a half, you wouldn't notice you think yeah, that you it would think smell that, like shit and garbage. It was already a garbage island, so you'd think that kid would, you know, get sick after being yep. there after a day. Yes. Especially he injured himself. Oh, yeah. Fuck can't talk about that. <laughs> but you know, cuts and, and stuff, so 